710 ESPN presents The Experience, the Experience. with Lafern Cusack, where we go beyond the play and focus on athletes, fans, events, and the biggest issues that inspire and shape our lives. Here's the host of The Experience, Lafern Cusack. Lafern Cusack. According to the LACounty.gov website on dental care for overall health, how you can protect yourself and your family. Preventing and treating dental disease is essential for overall health and well-being at every stage of life. Children need their baby teeth to eat and speak properly and to help keep space for adult teeth to settle in. In adulthood, poor oral hygiene and lack of proper dental care can lead to serious forms of a disease called periodontitis. This is a gum infection that may cause bleeding, pain, and damaged tissue surrounding bone and may result in tooth loss. Older adults may experience dry mouth, especially if they are taking multiple medications, which increases the risk of tooth decay. Older adults are also at a higher risk of mouth cancer, which can be diagnosed early during routine dental exams. How can you get free or low-cost dental care? It is available in Los Angeles County to any child or adult who needs it, regardless of their ability to pay or their immigration status. Here's how to get started. Find a health care program, dial 211 for the Los Angeles County info line, or visit 211LA.org. Today I'm talking with Dr. Maritza Cabezas. She is the dental director for the Los Angeles County Department of Public Health, and we're talking all about dental care, which is really important. Welcome to the show, Dr. Cabezas. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me, Lafern. Teeth are a major organ, can I say that, that connects yeah, directly that. <laughs> directly to your heart. And talk about what you do at the L.A. County Department of Public Health. Oh, we do so much, but I would like to give you a brief overview. But before I tell you what we do, it's important for you to know that our department mission is to protect health, prevent disease, and promote health and well-being for the over 10 million residents in L.A. County. Wow. Before I give you an example, I also want to stress that we continue to stay focused on COVID-19 pandemic response, whether through outbreak investigations or working with the community partners and established medical infrastructure to create a vast network of approximately 400 vaccine sites. So we are locating the vaccine, those that come through the state and are earmarked to us, to LA County, but, but last but not least, DPH itself is managing and running seven mass vaccination sites. So the department plays a, a, a big role in every resident's daily life, mm-hmm. from inspecting restaurants to make sure they meet health and safety guidelines, to checking the qu- water quality to the ocean, to make sure it's safe to swim or surf after a rain. Public health nurses make home visitations to families and first-time pregnant women to give parenting tips. Our team of epidemiologists investigate the source of disease outbreaks, and environmental health specialists ensure that food, water, and housing are safe. Public health advocates for equitable access to care and regular preventive visits. 
And we, public health dentists, promote oral health as an essential part of overall health. During this time of COVID, public health dentists are informing dental providers of the recommended federal, state, and county guidance to maintain safety of both their staff and their patients. So we do a lot. Yes, <laughs> yes. I, I, I understand that it's a lot. So if how long does it take for you guys to notice that there is a outbreak? Like for COVID, you know, it was almost a year ago um, or further than that uh, or longer than that. Um, how long does it take for you guys to identify and um, take measures to prevent it from spreading? For uh, Let me talk, for example, in a dental office. If we see an outbreak of COVID in a dental office, we immediately go and investigate it. So right away, we'll be contacting the dental office and, and trying to find a source of infection. So the, the process is quite fast. As soon as the information gets to us, we immediately contact the office and try to understand what, was, what, what is happening here. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, we even go in the office to help identify the problem in sight. Mm-hmm. I think uh, being there and looking the whole process from, you know, entrance of the patient to sitting in the chair, and the, we can better understand where is the breakage on the infection control or patient care, what is happening in their specific office. Dr. Cabeza, when COVID-19 hit, what what was going through your mind and what did you experience when, you know, all of this went down? Uh, it, I was planning a trip and then I'm saying, hey, what's happening? Yes. We're not going to be able to do that. But also what came really to mind is that the, the COVID-19 is a virus that is transmitted by droplets, by talking. And our profession, dentistry, generates a lot of aerosols. So I knew at the moment I understood better the virus that would affect a lot dentistry. Oh, so yeah, that's one of the things. Prof- Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, go ahead, love. That's when I was saying how, you know, if you have the information and the knowledge and continue, because it's science, it continues to change from, you know, day to day, week to week. Mm -hmm. Um, But to take the active measures to know, okay, if it's spread by droplets, you know. uh, That's why the mask, the distance, exactly. It's much easier for one to take an action when it understands the reason. So I always think that's like like people, are, we say brush and floss, let's say. You have to understand why you brush and floss. You need to understand why we do use masks. I think when one understands the, the, what's behind what we're asking or advocating, it's much easier to follow, much easier to, to adapt and adopt. Yes, very much so. And uh, adapt Adapt and adopt, right? Yes. <laughs> so, Dr. Cabeza, so public health has uh, launched a major effort focused on children's dental health issues. Why is this important to do? Oh, thank you, Lafern. Okay, so over the past two years, LA County Department of Public Health Oral Health Program has been working on determining the prevalence of oral disease. So we screen over 10,000 children enrolled in LA County Public School. And let me share with you the major findings. Sadly, by the time our kids enter kindergarten, nearly half of them have experienced tooth decay. 
and more than 60% of third graders have had dental disease. So you can see how urgent this topic is. In addition, tooth decay is way more common in children from socioeconomic disadvantaged households, especially children from Asian, Black, African American, and Latinx backgrounds. I know I'm giving you a lot of data, but it's important to remember children from families with low incomes are almost two times as likely to have treated and or untreated cavities compared to those from families with higher income. So, incomes. So, yes, please. So how do, so if you screen every year, so I know um, like my son, he's in second grade and we get emails about, well, before COVID, that there there's dentists coming to screen your children's for teeth and you have to either opt in or opt out or whatever mm-hmm. so do you, mm-hmm. I, I know that for my son um it filled up rather quickly you know for him to get screened at the school but are you saying that th- there needs to be more that goes into just the yearly screenings that you guys provide that parents um in low income and black and brown people they have to do more than just that yearly screening Yes, yes. So we are encouraging parents to take three steps to safeguard their, their, their baby's dental health. So, and so let's start early. Even before the first tooth comes in, we need to clean our baby's gums with a washcloth after feeding. So why? Why do we do that? To remove that leftover milk that acts as a feeding ground for bad bacteria. And we ask parents, please start visiting the dentist every six months by the time your baby turns one or when their first tooth appears. Because if the, ba- if the child gets used to going to the dentist, it's going to be a really easy and comfortable visit. And it's totally different when they're already five and six with a cavity, then they go to the dentist, they're going to have to have a much more uh, in-depth um, procedure, and it's going to be traumatic. We don't want that. We want them to get used to going to the dentist. So and when the baby teeth start coming in, you need to start brushing them twice a day with a soft toothbrush and just a smear fluoride toothpaste, like the size of a grain of rice. And if they, those habits start early and they get used to it, as I said, by the time they get older, brushing and flossing is going to be second nature. Right. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. And you, you touched on toddlers, you know, um, that we have to, if they're like really young, we, you know, I had that finger brush, that plastic finger brush mm-hmm. for my son when he was yes. a little Great. baby. <laughs> yes. So we had done that. Now for um, toddlers ages one to three. Uh, yeah. Then we change we we change a little bit then because we're still gonna be the you know brushing twice a day with fluoride toothpaste, but now we're gonna talk to the dentist about something called fluoride varnish to be applied to their teeth. Oh, so fluoride yeah is a thin coat of fluoride that helps prevent tooth decay. I did not know that. And I really encourage parents to lift the lip to check for small white or brown spots along the gum line. And to do this at least once a week, you know why? Because these white or brown spots could become cavities. So parents can check at home once a week. And we're going to start introducing flossing. So if their teeth are touching each other, it's time, it's time to 
start flossing. And the last recommendation, not the, it's that one's going to be forever. It's mm-hmm. remain for the rest of our lives. Avoid sugary drinks and foods. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sugar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So uh, you talked about this, the fluoride. D- do the dentists automatically put that fluoride on um, our child's teeth? Because I didn't know about this. Uh, yeah, that's why we're asking parents to ask, uh, because not all, every tutor needs it. If you have, like, let's say a child has really no cavities, no brown or white spots, they might not need the fluoride varnish. So we really need to have a conversation with the dentist um, if they need. And personally, my kids, I put fluoride varnish on for me to remember their birthday. Oh. Around their birthday, I would do a fluoride varnish on them. What about as our children get older? Because, I, like I said, my son is eight now, and I'm very, okay. you know, I'm scared. <laughs> I'm, I'm scared because it's like, okay, brush your teeth, Amy. Why do I have to brush my teeth? But... I know. You know, we do yeah. it two times, you know, two times a day. Um, and he has one of those automatic toothbrushes. So mm-hmm. what do we do mm-hmm. as our children get older? Okay. So just recapping everything. We're going to keep the brushing and the fluoride toothpaste and the flossing. Continue the regular visit to the dentist every six months. Keep checking with the dentist about applying fluoride varnish and avoid sugary drinks and food. When they turn six, your first their first molar, for first permanent molar, comes around six. So that's when you are going to ask your child's dentist for dental sealants. And what are sealants? Sealants are thin protective coating that is applied to the top surface of your back teeth, and they have shown to reduce the risk of cavities in molars by 80%. So it's really wow. important. The first molar, permanent molars come at six. You go to the dentist and say, hey, can we talk about sealants? And lastly, until age seven or eight, after they have brushed and flossed their own teeth, you still need to go over it and do it for them because you need to make sure they didn't miss anything. And you know how kids love to rush through things. <laughs> yes. So, yes, as a, as a mother of an eight-year-old, you know. <laughs> yes. It's, it's something, yeah. But So with, with the toothbrush, because, um, you know, we, we just had the regular toothbrush, but then, you know, the, auto, the automatic toothbrush, do you find that it cleans the teeth better for younger children? It depends how, they're how good they are brushing. The, 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 it is helpful because they don't have to do the movement, you know, the brush is doing for them. Mm-hmm. But the most important thing is to spend at least two minutes. I think what kids do, they rush and they don't go, you know, they don't have the patience to go mm-hmm. the two minutes, every surface with time. That's why until around age eight, we still need to go, hey, let me take a look. Let me do my final brush here. Uh, and always the fluoride toothpaste. At, at age seven and eight, uh, piece-sized fluoride toothpaste. Excellent. And I know some parents, oh, actually, I read this list that came out, like, during COVID, what uh, what doctor appointments can you not miss? And, um, you know, you're, <laughs> I was thinking about, like, hey, yeah, I need to start, I need to 
take my son and and me and my husband. We need to go to the dentist. My friend just texted me over her um, dentist's name, who was close to me. So, um, but I was thinking about that. How how safe it is. I know we talked about it briefly before, but how safe is it to take our child to the dentist right now during COVID-19 pandemic? Oh, good. Thank you. Thank you for asking. This is a really great question. It is safe to go to the dentist during the pandemic. Dentists wear personal protective equipment. We call PPEs. You probably heard that in the, in the radio, in yes. the news. And dental offices are required by the Dental Board of California and the California OSHA, call OSHA, to meet safety measures to keep you and your family safe. And, of course, as a patient, you and your child should also adhere to protective guidelines of wearing a mask, washing your hands frequently, and keeping social distancing. And please, avoid going to the dentist if you're not feeling well. Mm-hmm. And, again, if you feel anxious about your appointment, call the dental office in advance to learn about what procedures they have implemented. I'm sure they will be glad to share with you their new protocols. And remember, they have to conduct temperature checks, and everyone must wear a mask, a face covering while at the office. Dr. Cabeza, I noticed like during this epidemic, pandemic, um, that I would wake up and my jaws would hurt. And I realized <laughs> that I'm grinding my teeth at night. Can you talk yes. about night guards and y- if they are helpful? Yes. Yes. We, due to the pandemic, we are seeing an extremely increase of patients with dental conditions, like you said, associated with stress. For example, teeth grinding and clenching, chipped and cracked teeth, as well as symptoms of TMDA disorders, such as a jaw pain, headaches. So your dentist can fit you with a night guard to protect your teeth during, the, during sleep. And of course, if stress is the cause, you will also need to find a way to relax. You know, meditation, mm-hmm. counseling, and exercise can all help reduce stress and anxiety. Teeth grinding is also common in children. I don't know if you knew. Yes. However, yeah, because their teeth and jaws change and grow so quickly, it is not usually a damaging habit that requires treatment. And most of them outgrow it by their early teens. Oh, good. And so, yes, night gal is a great, great, um, great thing to talk about. Thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> yes. I mean, I, it's, a, it's a, a necessity at this point. <laughs> yes. All right. So what about wearing uh, uh, mouth guards in playing sports? Um, mm, and how, yes. how do we protect ourselves? Okay. They are very important. No matter what sport or skill level, athletes need to take care of their teeth, both on and off the field. Most athletes are careful about what they eat, their workout routine. Part of that routine should include taking care of your mouth and teeth every single day. It would be a shame to miss practice or a game because they are in the dentist's office receiving treatment or recovering from a game-related mouth injury, correct? It would be really a shame. So wearing a mouth guard regularly will become second nature. It does not matter what type of mouth guard they choose. Just make sure it fits properly. Mm-hmm. And really, once the athletes start wearing them, they feel like naked without them. Yes. And referees, some, some sports, the referees won't let them play without one. And it will help if they are colored so they can be easily seen by the referee. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... 
I know, like, you can go to the local CVS or Walgreens to get mouth guards or um, night guards or or mouth guards. Are those just as good as from the dentist? I would, I would say, I would have to say to go to the dentist just because they can fit them very properly just for your mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they will mold your mouth and and uh, design a mouth guard or a night guard that is specific to your mouth, to your bite. So I would recommend going to the dentist for that. What about some other resources that are available for families? Um, as I, we have a website called choosehealthfully.teeth. They have great tips and information. They talk about taking care of your mouth and teeth at every age and Really, the website, it's really exciting to tell you that they can link you to a low and no-cost dentist in your area. So going to the, let me repeat, choosehealthla.com slash teeth. Uh, there's a link there to connect you to low and no-cost dentists in your area. Excellent. I'm going to do that. <laughs> a, yeah. I mean, and a lot of helpful teeth. We, we, we put different uh, tips for different ages for pregnant mom, for babies, for toddlers, for older, young adults, I could, I would say, teenagers. So it's all there. Yes, and, and has. Go ahead. And sorry. and about um, pregnant moms. I know we, you know, we talked about, you know, when you have the baby, you know, you you make sure that you, you know, get the milk off of their gums and all of that. Are there any other things that? Um, pregnant moms have to look out for? Yes, actually they do. So it's very important for expectant mothers to take care of their health, dental health during pregnancy. We want to make sure mom's oral health is in good shape by the time she delivers. Why? Why, why would we want that? Because bacteria that causes cavities can pass from mothers to their babies through kissing or sharing utensils. So yes, dental disease is transmissible. Suspecting moms should continue to go to the dentist. And I know there is some moms that are afraid, but it is safe to have dental exams, cleaning, and even x-rays while pregnant. Even though the radiation from the dental x-ray is extremely low, Mm -hmm. your dentist or hygienist will cover, you know, the mom with a lead apron to minimize exposure to the baby, to the mom and to the baby. Mm-hmm. And, and one more thing I want to add, hormonal changes during pregnancy can lead to increased risk of gum disease. So it's really important that spectrum mothers continue to go to the dentist. And for everyone in the family, you know, your mouth, again, is the direct link to your heart. So it's if you have an infection in your mouth. In your mouth, exactly. Right. And, I mean, it's, it's your... Entry, how, how, you know, your smile is everything. Mm-hmm. You smile and you, your interaction with the world and you eat with your mouth. So it's hard to eat if you're in pain. It's hard, hard to socialize if you don't have a smile that you're comfortable because you're in pain or have something. Yes, we, we need, but we need to start those habits early because it's really hard as an adult to change habits. Yes. So if you, as a kid, know that you have to brush and floss, it's much easier as an adult to continue doing it. Absolutely. Now, I know you shared a lot of information with us. Is there anything else that we need to know? 
Uh, I'm gonna. I want to repeat our website, choosehealthla.com/teeth. Um, keep going to the dentist is safe, and and as you said, it's for the whole family, for the mom, for the baby. We need to keep our oral health. Um, you cannot be healthy if you don't have good oral health. Mm-hmm. Good good oral health is is part of being healthy. And no, I think we cover everything. Unless you have any questions for me, uh, Dr. Cabeza says again, you covered a lot of information. Um, a lot of people talk about um, there's like this mouthwash or gargle or um, uh, is there anything in particular that you would suggest in regards to like brushing your teeth, flossing, and any type of uh, mouthwash that rinse. we should... Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So most of the rinse are, they're good because, you know, at the, they won't cure. If, let's say if you have periodontal disease, you have gum disease. So when you use a rinse, your mouth is going to smell great for the next five to ten minutes. But you're not killing all the bacteria. So an hour, two hours later, the problem is still there. So I really recommend using rinse not thinking that's going to cure. It's mm-hmm. just a palliative measure. I like rinsing with fluoride. You know, there's a lot of fluoride, fluoride rinses in drugstores. Mm-hmm. People who are prone for decay, people who are at risk of decay, um, I recommend uh, rinsing with fluoride, but it has to be for older kids. We, this is not something for young kids. Mm-hmm. So... I'm talking about, for example, when your child, if your child is going to have braces, it's really good at that time to be rinsing with fluoride because it's hard to clean your mouth and you have orthodontic appliances mm-hmm. on. How, well, how do we know when it's time to take our child to the orthodontist to see if they need braces? Or I guess there's there's other things now besides braces that kids can... I know. there is. Yeah. That's why this relationship... See, that's what the ideal It's You have in their relationship with a dentist, that's what we call dental home. So you have a dentist that you can go and see your child grow. That's that's why we really like to see getting to the dentist and having that. Like you have a relationship with the pediatrician. Mm-hmm. You know, if your baby had a tummy, uh, uh, an ache or he's crying, you, you know exactly when to call your pediatrician to take there the child to the pediatrician. We want that same relationship with the dentist. Hey, my baby's teething or, and that's when you will be, the dentist is going to say, Hey, I'm starting to see that your child is have a malocclusion, meaning the teeth are not aligning the way it should. Mm. So it's time to look for orthodontic appliance. But um, we're talking about the, uh, early. The, see, the earlier you go to the orthodontist, they can, in the past, they would, for example, extract teeth to open space. Now they try to open the space while the child's mouth is ah. growing, so there is no need for extractions. Interesting. Yeah, like my generation, I had a bunch of teeth extracted to put same braces. Same here, same here. Yeah, you know, four. <laughs> so now we want to get the growth, that time when the bone is growing, to expand the palate so you don't need to extract any more teeth. This is old school extraction. 
Mm-hmm. Interesting. Oh, good to know. Okay. So, yeah, so don't wait too long because we, we have the momentum where we want to take advantage of your child's growth uh, to open space. Yes. Well, I love that. Dr. Maritza Cabeza, can you please give us the website again so we could go out, check out early dental care for expecting mothers and young adults? Yes. JuiceHealthLA.com slash teeth. And thank you. For, thank you for your concern. I, 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 I feel that you really trying to share with us thank you for sharing with us that important you know message that to take care of your mouth thank Absolutely. you i really appreciate oh i appreciate you so just just to let you know when i was uh i believe like seven years old um we would go spend time in um dayton ohio that was <laughs> <laughs> that, that was our summer trip, Dayton, Ohio, um, to visit my great aunt and uncle. And I said to, I asked my great uncle, I said, um, if you had to do it all over again and you're my age, what would you do? And he said, I would have taken better care of my teeth. <gasps> and nice, ever since then, I was like, oh, I have to take care of my teeth. Like I was, I was like, okay. If he said that, I'm going to do it. Um, so I'm, um, yeah, I'm happy that he shared and, that and with me. And some things won't come back. You <laughs> no. know, after you have that decay or that extracted tooth, they cannot, they cannot grow again. So we need to learn to take care of them so they will stay first for a long time. Yes. Exactly. Your, it was your aunt you said, correct? My, my great uncle, yeah, he said that. Oh, uncle. Yes. The wise man. See, yes. I, we don't want you to get there to learn. We want you to get right. learn before. Absolutely. <laughs> because, exactly, the consequences are irreversible. Yes. Irreversible. Yes. And we don't want that. Well, and I know you're teaching it to your children. I'm teaching it to my son. So, And now we're teaching it to all of our listeners. So thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Again, Dr. Maritza Cabezas, uh, Dental Director of the Los Angeles County Department of Public Health Oral Health Program. Thank you again so much. Thank you. Have a great day. You've been listening to The Experience with Laverne Cusack. Getting the residents of Los Angeles, Orange County, and all of Southern California closer to their community. It's The Experience with Laverne Cusack on 710 ESPN.